0: I think that if you looked at your past, each and every one of you, you could find at least one example where one area of your life, it was just bad vibes. It was bad energy. It was a bad relationship or a bad job. Or, you know, maybe you were going through family issues. And even though it was in one area of your life, it affected everything. I believe that's because if all of our energy is leaking out because it's going into this thing that we're obsessing over, we're trying to deal with, we're trying to manage, we don't have any energy to put towards the stuff that we love or that we care about or that we want more of in our life. We're like, oh, I have these goals and these dreams, but I'm working so hard, but they never come to fruition. Meanwhile, you've got $10,000 worth of credit card debt and you, are in a horrible relationship with your boyfriend you're like i'm working so hard on my goals and dreams like why because you have toxicity in one area of your life it's like a body if you get cancer in one area of your body given enough time that cancer is going to spread hi i'm rachel hollis and this is my podcast Hi, guys. It's Rach. Welcome to another episode of Ask Rach, the series on the Rachel Hollis podcast where I listen to questions from the community. They call in from all over the world and they ask me just about everything. And essentially what happens is producer Jack goes through all of the voicemails in the podcast hotline and then makes me a beautiful sheet that has the name of the person who called, a question, like a rough idea of the question, and a link to listen to what they are asking. So what I thought we'd do today, sometimes I listen in advance, sometimes I don't. Today, I'm going to be answering these questions in the moment. So you and I are gonna hear the voicemail together for the very first time, and I'm going to give the listener my best advice based on what I've just heard. Before we jump into today's questions, if you have a question or an idea for a podcast episode, something you want to talk about, the number for the hotline is 737-400-4626. You can call and ask me anything. You can leave an anonymous message so nobody knows it's you. You can ask us not to utilize your name. Whatever you would prefer, you're, you can choose. It's a choose-your-own-adventure when you call the podcast hotline. And let's answer some queries, shall we? This one, I actually saw this one the last time that I was on going through these, and I was like, that sounds that sounds like we need to dive in. So let's let's listen to this one.
1: Hi, Rachel. My name is Sam. I've had a bit of a life change recently. Um, I am expecting my first baby. I am very excited for this journey. And after finding out that we were expecting, I also realized that the person I was having the baby with is very unreliable. And I am getting a lot of feedback from people who I normally had a lot of Support from about he's trying, he just loves you. And I know in my heart that I cannot rely on him because of several things. And I guess I really just don't know how to come out of that space and really just validate myself and be willing to support myself, even though those people don't support me. Thank you so much. If you have any kind of guidance, that would be wonderful. I am I'm navigating a new sea right now, and it's definitely intimidating. Thank you so much. Uh, I love the show, and I look forward to hearing from you.
0: Okay, Sam, thank you so much for this question. I have so many thoughts on this, so I'm just going to go kind of all over the place, and my best advice to you is to listen to a few different ideas that I'm going to present and pay attention to the one that resonates most deeply with you. I wish that this was always how people gave me advice where they said, hey, here's six ideas. Which one does your intuition tell you is correct? That's what I'm going to say to you. Not everything that I say will track. And I'm going to try my very best to give you a full picture view of what I think of this situation, given the context that I have, which is not a ton. The first and most important thing is that you said you know in your heart that this is not working, right? You know that this is not the right path, is what it sounds to me that you're saying, is you've realized that this partner is unreliable. That's giving you hesitation about how they're going to show up as a partner, how they're going to show up as a, as a parent to your child. There's a lot of things mixed into that. But first and foremost is listen to your gut and follow your heart. If what is inside of you is saying, this is not right for me, that's the answer, period. You don't need support from anybody else in order for you to make a decision that's best for you and your child. It's awesome if we have friends or family around us who will support our decisions and say, yeah, like that's the way to go, but it's rarely going to be the case because other people don't have insight into the relationship in the way that you do or really not only do they not have insight, but they also just don't know what matters most to you. There may be something about the way that your partner's showing up right now that is triggering for you or you're remembering something or you're like, I have seen this behavior before and we're not about to repeat the same mistakes that we have in the past. Listen to that intuition. There's that great saying, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. I think all of us can agree that we would have saved ourselves so much time, energy, pain, sadness, maybe money. All of these things would have been saved in our lives if we had just believed people when they showed us who they really are. And if you're like, well, how do I know? How do I know if this is who they really are or just, you know, they're going through a hard season? Consistency, that's how you know. However someone shows up again and again and again, That's who they really are. Anybody can have moments where they're generally an awesome person and then they have moments where they're having a bad day, a bad week, a bad month, a bad season, or the opposite is true. Anyone can be barely trying, resting on their laurels, not really showing up for the people in their life. But every once in a while, when they feel like they're going to lose you, they show up in a big way. They pour on the love. They love bomb you. They go over the top and you think, oh my gosh, this is so great because now he's showing up as the person I made him out to be. So you keep investing in the relationship because you think, oh, that's who he is. This person I think he is, that's who he is. It is the most dangerous, time-wasting lie that we can tell ourselves when we believe that how they act most of the time is not who they really are. I heard something recently that I cannot get out of my head. I maybe have even said this to you guys because I love it so much, I keep telling it to everybody. I heard when you see potential in someone You are not actually seeing their potential. You are projecting what you would do in their situation. You are seeing your own potential in their situation. So when you believe, oh, but they're so great. Oh, but they do this. Oh, but every once in a while, they make me feel this, this, and this. It's not real. It's your imagination thinking that that's who they could be. Or if you just invest enough time, enough energy, enough love, enough money, then he'll show up the way I want him to. Then she'll show up the way I want her to. Especially as someone who is about to be a mama for the first time, you ain't got time for that. You do not have time to raise a grown man that should be acting like an adult. You're about to try and raise a baby. And my instinct is maybe. The lack of support that you're feeling from family and friends is possibly because those people know how freaking hard it is about to be to raise a baby. And they're like, oh, man, don't lose your partner. Don't lose this support. Don't lose this person who can help you. But many of us know what it feels like to have a partner that is just as time consuming or takes more effort and energy than the baby they're supposed to be here helping us raise. Like it would just potentially be so much easier to be like, yeah, I might be a single parent right now and figuring this out on my own, but at least I'm a single parent of my newborn, not of a grown person. I always think this, like the only blood oath commitment that I have made in my lifetime is to my four children. That is my blood oath commitment. That is like ride or die as long as I am on this planet and probably after I pass on to the other side and become a guardian angel and send them messages with like butterflies landing on their nose or I don't know, I haven't figured out exactly how I'm gonna communicate from the other side. But my blood oath, my sacrosanct relationship is to the four children that I committed my life to. But to a grown adult that I'm not the mama of, it doesn't matter who it is. I have learned in this life that two half people don't make a whole. A relationship of adults is supposed to be two whole people coming together and doing life as a unit. But you can't make up the difference for someone whose instinct isn't to show up and be supportive in the way that you need. And by the way, we don't have to make that person the bad guy. We don't have to make them like, oh, he's the worst, he's this or she's that or whatever. Everybody is on their own journey, every single person. And where they are in this journey might not yet be at a place where they can show up the way that you need them to. But life is long. I'm sure many people in this community have an example of someone, yeah, when, when my kid's mom was younger, she was like partying and doing whatever. And then like, at some point, she like gave her life to Jesus and turned everything around, and now she's like the best mom ever, or like, you know, my kid's dad was this, that, and the other thing, but once he matured, he like became a really good dad. I know we all have stories the other direction. You don't know what the future is going to hold. What you do know is right now, in this present moment, this relationship does not feel right for you. That's your answer, Period. Don't ever stay in a relationship for the kids. That never freaking works. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's only slightly less terrible than having a child to save a relationship. Having children is so intense. And yes, it's beautiful and loving, all those things. You guys know all that stuff, but let's do the real, real. These are all the great things but let's do the like what it actually is. Having a child is giving up whole parts of yourself, your time, your love, your energy, your health, your body sometimes. It is so intense. You think, oh, once they get to this age or once they get to that age, then it will be you know, smooth sailing. And yes, it does get easier, but it also gets more complex and it changes. It is a lifetime commitment that you are making with another being, it is a lot. So if you are making this thing that is already so consuming, somehow the central hub of whether or not your romantic relationship works, it's impossible for the relationship and it's deeply unfair to the child. You are a strong woman I'm not saying it's going to be easy because no part of parenting is. You already know the answer. What I actually think you're asking is how do I make this choice knowing that friends and family are going to judge me for it? Or maybe the world's going to judge you for it. Maybe you live in a community where being a single mama isn't well-respected or you're worried about what other people think. Do what you need to do. Do what you know is right. Choose the path that allows you to be true to yourself because what matters most right now is your ability to parent this baby. And if you are not being true to yourself, if you're trying to make allowances for someone who's not showing up the way they need to, you are going to be less able to take care of your baby the way you want to. And maybe, by the way, the reason your partner's not showing up is because he believes he has nothing to lose. Maybe he doesn't think you'll actually ever walk away, and so why does he have to try? Or if we actually did a psychological breakdown, I can imagine that for a first-time dad, there's a lot of stuff that he's self-sabotaging because he's feeling all these things. Great. It's his path. It's his journey. You can let him be on his own path, and you're going to focus in on taking care of yourself and taking care of your baby, but that starts day one with listening to your intuition, which is telling you that this is no longer working. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Thank you, Sam. Okay, let's go to our next one. But real quick, just want to remind you, if you have a question for me, 737-400-4626. I really wish that I could play you guys that voicemail because there was so much information in it. And I really feel like some of you will resonate with what she said, but she asked if I would not use her name or her voice So we're going to respect that ask. And I'm just going to walk you through what her question was. Essentially, she's referencing a podcast episode that I did where I talked about energy blocks. And I remember talking about this, but I'm not even sure what the episode was. I don't think the whole episode was about that. I think it was just a part of it where I shared that when I first learned about the idea of energy blocks, when I started hearing – People in the spiritual community talk about this idea of energy being blocked. When I started to learn about Eastern medicine and acupuncture and how they believe that literally energy gets trapped in our body and trauma gets trapped in our body and the energy is not flowing well. And I started to learn about those things. I kept hearing people say, Your energy is blocked. And what I imagined in my mind was sort of like a pipe. And Water trying to get through a pipe, but there was literally something blocking its path. So everything kind of backed up behind this pipe because it couldn't get past that clog. The visual that I now use when I think about energy being blocked, whether it's within our bodies or energetic ties we have to other people, or those of you who understand manifestation and creating the life that you want, all of that is energy. So the visual that I have now is not a blocked pipe. It's a pipe with a hole in it. So that everything that's in you, all of your energy is actually leaking out the pipe and unable to flow to other areas. What she's referencing is she says, I think that I have this. I have created this energy tear, this gap, this hole in my life in such a major way that every single part of my life is being affected by it. I think that if you looked at your past, each and every one of you, you could find at least one example where one area of your life, it was just bad vibes. It was bad energy. It was a bad relationship or a bad job, or you know maybe you were going through family issues, and even though it was in one area of your life, it affected everything. I believe that's because if all of our energy is leaking out because it's going into this thing that we're obsessing over, we're trying to deal with, we're trying to manage, we don't have any energy to put towards the stuff that we love or that we care about or that we want more of in our life. We're like, oh, I have these goals and these dreams, but I'm working so hard, but they never come to fruition. Meanwhile, you've got $10,000 worth of credit card debt and you... Are in a horrible relationship with your boyfriend. You're like, well, I'm working so hard on my goals and dreams. Like, why? Because you have toxicity in one area of your life. It's like a body. If you get cancer in one area of your body, given enough time, that cancer is gonna spread. If you want energy to go into things that are good, you have to have the energy to put forth. So, what she's referencing is she said she was in a relationship for eight years. She lived with this guy for eight years. And for seven of those years, she knew she wanted to leave. She finally gets up the courage. She talks herself into it. After seven years, she leaves this guy. And within a month, they're back together. They don't live together. He's pressuring her. He wants her to move back in with him. They don't live together right now. But she's like, I feel like, almost like it's out of my control. Like, I know... On every level, like in my being, she says, I know this is the wrong choice, but I don't know how to stop doing this thing that I'm doing. I don't know how to stop going back to this guy again and again and again. She's like, I know I deserve better. I know he deserves better. We are not meant to be in a relationship, but I just keep doing it. She's like, I just feel out of control. She's like, it has now affected every part of my life. She said, I experienced depression. She's gained 60 pounds. She treats herself horribly. She's like, what do you do when you know intuitively that this is wrong, but you keep taking actions in opposition of your intuition? So that's one thing she asks. And the other thing I want to mention is she said, I can see it. I can see the life I want to have. I can see the relationship I deserve. I can see it so clearly. Why do I keep acting in opposition of this vision? I got some thoughts. My instinct, when I heard you say this, it reminded me, this sounds like a totally different thing, but I don't think it is. It reminded me of a dear friend that I have who tried for, I think... 10 years to have a baby. For 10 years, she and her husband tried to have a baby. And like many of you who walk through the absolute hellhole that it is to go through infertility treatments and to have miscarriages and to try, you invest money and time and your emotions, everyone I know who has walked that path, it is just freaking brutal and you do it because you just you have this vision and i remember her saying a couple years ago like she's crying she's like i i can see it i can see she specifically she's like i can see her i am meant to have a daughter i can see her i know what she looks like i have seen her in my dreams it is so clear in my mind but no matter what they did that nothing would happen with the IVF. Like they wouldn't get any viable embryos or they would get an embryo, but she would have a miscarriage. It was just brutal. And she kept doing the same thing over and over. And I want to be clear. She tried everything. You guys, she did classes and books and went on special diets. And like, I've never seen someone more dedicated to how to get this thing. But. The advice that I think of for her and the advice that I have given to countless women who have asked me questions about specifically how to get pregnant, how to have a baby over the last 10 years, y'all know, I don't know anything. I'm not a doctor. I don't know anything, but people are like, what do I do? I want this thing. It's not happening. And my question is, do you want to be pregnant and have a baby? Or do you want to be a mother? Because those are two completely different things. In one scenario, you have limited paths, getting pregnant, delivering a baby. There are less paths available to you if that is what you want and it has to be that thing. If what you want is to be a mother, all of a sudden your paths multiply by quite a lot. And with my friend, it was, the same thing again and again and again because she had a very specific idea in mind of how this thing would happen. And what they ended up doing was surrogacy. They had tried everything, they had exhausted everything. Her emotions were destroyed. Those of you who have had to go on those hormones know, she couldn't take another round, but she had been so freaking adamant that she carry her baby. She had to carry her baby. She was so adamant. I want to be pregnant. You know, it's my right as a woman to carry the baby, you know, and this is her journey. I, I can't know what it feels like to be in her spot. But when she finally accepted that what she wanted was to be a mother, wasn't cheap, they had to save up, they didn't have a ton of money, they'd spent so much on IVF already, but to be able to get an embryo And with the help of a surrogate, bring her daughter into the world, her daughter, who is beautiful, and they could not be happier. They are over the moon. It was like as soon as she let go of her obsession with controlling it, it was that fast. Guys, Market.com slash rach thrive market.com slash rach. The same would be said for my adoption journey with my daughter. Four years of failed adoptions, and as soon as it's right, that fast it happens. The reason I'm using those two examples for you, my friend who called in, is because. What I'm intuiting off of your call and what you said is like, you're like, I can see it. I can see it. And yet you keep acting in accordance with an old set of rules. You keep following a path that you have already followed a thousand times before. So let me tough love you right now with all the love in my heart. Let me tough love you. Stop doing the same thing and expecting different results. It's not going to change. It has been over eight years at this point. If it was going to change, it would have. You are doing the same thing over and over and wondering why nothing's getting better. Nothing's getting better because you are not doing anything to make it better. Maybe you need to go cold turkey. Maybe you need, you got, no, not even maybe. Stop seeing this person. Do you need to move to a different city? Do you need to go somewhere else? What it, like, you're like, I don't know why. I don't know why. Okay. What's going on with you emotionally that you would rather be with this person that is not your person than be alone? Unpack that. Like, I, you didn't say that you were in therapy. I hope that you are because, again, I'm going to tough love you because sometimes we, What we want and what we need are two completely different things. And what I think you need to hear me say right now is that you are the problem. This is not him. This is you. He wants you to move back in. He's freaking pumped. You are the one who knows this is wrong. You got as far as getting your own place, and then you immediately went back into a relationship with him. Dude, get off the crazy train. I had the same conversation with one of my friends today. She was talking to me about something that she has been talking to me about. It was wanting to make a career change. For three years, she's been talking about the same thing. And I always listen and like try and be supportive, whatever. And today I was finally like, oh my God, here, girl, you have two options. You're either doing this or you're doing this. And you need to give yourself a deadline to make a decision about going left or going right. But stop. You have been talking about the same thing. Should I leave? Should I stay? Should I leave? Should I? Oh my God. If you leave and it's the wrong choice, you'll make another choice. If you stay in this job and it's the wrong choice, you'll make another choice. But you staying here going, "Why, why, why?" Unpack it. It, it sounds almost like some of the language you're using almost sounds like like an addict. Like you're like, I'm not in control. I just keep making these choices. I don't. So remove temptation. If I want my kids to stop eating so much junk food, then I wouldn't bring junk food into the house. I'm the one buying the groceries. Same goes for me, by the way. When I was trying to get healthy, I had to make a decision a decade ago that I would no longer have anything in my house that was unhealthy. I was like, if I'm gonna go have a treat, it's gonna happen outside my house. Because if it's inside the house, it's too easy for me to access. Limit your access to this person. Move to another state if you have to. Change up your freaking life. You need something to disrupt your pattern. You cannot stay in the same thing over and over. Y'all, she needs to hear this and some of you need to hear this right now. It's not gonna change. This goes back to what I said to our friend at the opening of this conversation. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. When life tells you an experience is not for you, stop doing it. When your hand gets burned, when you touch the stove, stop touching the stove. It's not enough for you to have that vision. I actually have shared this a lot lately, and I feel like it's really relevant for you. Your problem is not the vision. Your problem is your lack of standards. It's not that you need a higher ceiling. It's that you need to elevate your floor. You need to say, I have a new minimum standard for my life and I will not go back down from here. Of course you're not treating yourself well. Of course you aren't. Because every time you stay in a relationship that is not your ideal relationship, you are reinforcing to your subconscious and to yourself that you don't deserve better. In fact, I said the same thing to my friend today. I was like, your issue is not lack of skill. Your issue is lack of mindset. She's so talented. She is so freaking talented. But she has this like, why would anyone want me? Or like, but I can't make that. I'm like, you are crazy. Bro, you are crazy, literally. This is what I told her. I'm like, your issue is not your talent. She's like, well, if I have a few more years. And I'm like, no, no. You don't need a few more years. You are better than most people in your industry. So stop obsessing over having more time. Start obsessing over how you shift the brain inside the time that you're in. You need, you need something to disrupt the pattern. You really do. And this is very weird advice I'm gonna give you, but I just had the instinct and I'm gonna say it. And I never say this. Don't laugh. Go to a Tony Robbins conference. I would say go to one of my conferences, but I'm not doing conferences right now. So go to UPW. Go to Unleash the Power Within, Tony Robbins. He started doing them virtually, so I think you probably take them a few times a year. If you can go in person, I think that's the best because the energy is absolutely insane. But that whole, it's a multi-day conference, is all about uh, breaking those blocks and at literally unleashing the power inside of you. My instinct is like over and over, I'm just getting that message for you. Just you have to break the pattern. You are in a pattern. You need something to shake you out of it. It's gonna have to be something big. Moving out wasn't enough. Move to a different state. Go to a conference that shakes up your whole life. Do something bananas, but stop expecting a different result when you are not changing the action. And I love you. And you're doing great, and be kind to yourself. But also, I love you enough to get in your face and say, "There's more to you than this." There's more to you than this. Like, I heard this. Uh, I sort of got like a report on a member of my family. I heard something about a member of my family, an older member of my family, who just made some bad decisions. And um, I, I said to my boyfriend, I was like, "God, what a." just like blah existence at the end of your life. What a bummer way to kind of be in the latter part of your life. See, I think, and I don't know what the future holds, but I feel pretty positive that my life is just going to continue to get better and better and better and better for as long as I'm here. And that doesn't mean like, oh, I'm going to Make a billion dollars and, you know, wear a diamond bustier and whatever. It just means because I have committed to my personal evolution, because I work really hard on myself, because I'm blessed with a beautiful family, you know, I just, I feel like it's only getting better. So I was thinking about this family member and I thought, man, for all the work and the time and the effort to come down to, your latter years and just like, what a bummer way to end it. And I know you're young. she She's in her 20s. But you don't want to be this woman. You don't want to be Nancy who can't get her crap together. You don't want to be Becca who stays with her same loser boyfriend. You don't want to be Cousin Crystal who keeps going back to the That deadbeat. You don't want to be that person. Some of you don't realize that you have become that person. You have become that cousin. You have become that auntie when you go home for the holidays. Don't don't be that person. As long as you are on this earth, you have the time to try and figure yourself out, to try and do a better job, to try and show up in a better way. But girl, You got to break up a pattern right now because you don't have to know, what is it, um, Martin Luther King Jr. says, you know, you don't have to see the whole staircase to take the first step. Like you just, you go, you go, you figure out how to take the next step once you get there. Yeah. Good for you for asking for some guidance and good for you for looking to make a change that you know is right. I have this saying that I've been saying to myself a lot lately is uh, less, less fussy, more focused. Less fussy, more focused, sis. Stop being so fussy. Stop being so deep in your feelings. Stop spiraling out. Sometimes we need to unpack it and go deep. And sometimes we need to be like, all right, we're shutting that down and we're getting focused and we're just doing the next right thing for this moment. So that would be my hope for you. That would be my hope for all of you. Guys, I am so grateful for the time. Thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you for calling into the hotline and asking your questions. I always love answering them because I feel like the best podcasts I can make are the ones that are made by the community as a whole. So if you have a question, 737-400-4626. Call and leave me a voicemail like we're girls in eighth grade and you're asking me to come to the slumber party. And if you like this episode or if there's a recent episode of the show that you find helpful, will you please share it with a friend? We would so appreciate everyone on the team who works on the show. We're grateful for you. It will always be available for free. And the only thing we ask is that you just help us spread the word that we're over here trying to do our best, trying to talk about what's helpful. And uh, we'll be back soon to do more of that. Until next time, I'm Rachel Hollis. I love you. And I'm rooting for you.